Saturday, December 10th. Let your fans show as WWE returns live for the first time in four years with a massive main event. Witness United States Champion Roman Reigns battle WWE Universal Champion Kevin Owens in a champion versus champion match. Plus, Seth Rollins collides with Rusev one-on-one. It's the WWE Live Holiday Tour in Lowell Saturday, December 10th. Tickets and VIP packages are available. Welcome, everybody. This is brilliant. Can you feel it? One of the most incredible moments. Boston, share the experience of the WWE Live Holiday Tour so you can hashtag best night of my life with nonstop action and the moments that will leave you breathless. Plus all your favorite superstars, no filter. It's the WWE Live Holiday Tour on Thursday, December 29th. Tickets and VIP packages are available Friday, November 4th at 10 a.m. This is Mick Foley. This is Harley Race. This is Shelton Benjamin. This is Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. This is the Monster Abyss. And this is Daniel Bryan. This is JBL, and you're watching the MWF. Be there live. Football fans around the corner and around the country, welcome to Week 12. NFL moving the line here at MWF Studios, downtown Melrose, Massachusetts, in the zip code of champions, 02176. All the news, the fantasy, the gambling that's fair to air, your hosts, Lou Saban and John Morgan. Good afternoon, bitches. Lou Saban, John Morgan. Say hi, John. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, uh, Producer Dan, uh, zip code of champions, who's who's the, the most famous champion for Melrose, would you say? You know, I was informed by a good friend of ours, Dr. David Reese, to show how limited the capacity is here in Melrose. I am actually on the Wikipedia page of famous Melrosians. Wow! He is. So you are the champion that you're referring well, to? I think no, 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 no. Certainly not. I, <laughs> I think Dan added it. I think Dan added himself. No, I wouldn't even know how. <laughs> to show how limited Melrose is, Don Orsillo is actually on the list. Oh! Other than coming out of a womb... <laughs> Don Osillo never did anything in the city of Melrose, but he's a famous Melrose. Is the is the BU coach from Melrose, or did he live here? Who's the BU coach? The old BU coach used to live in Jack Melrose. Parker. Jack Parker. He I lives. Uh, he used to live right down the street from me. Oh. Uh, well, he's a champion. I might have to go with Andy Brickley since he was actually the Brick? on the Bruins and he actually lived in Melrose. All right, I okay. I got one. Does. What about Keith Kachuk? Remember him? Yeah, he was good. Oh, one yeah. of my favorites. He was yeah, he went to BU player. too. Yeah. It was some mock that won the marathon. I don't remember his name. He was a Melrose Some mock. Who? David oh, Suter? I remember in the eighth grade, we wrote him letters. Yeah. Well, David Suter, too, if you really care about the okay. Supreme Court. Okay. Well, you he know was what? Famous I was, was going to say, who was yeah. that? <laughs> I Honestly, I'm a licensed attorney, and I thought you were talking about the hockey player, Ryan Suter. There for a second. But <laughs> so the, the, we got slim pickings as far as famous Melrose. Those are some good names, though. I can dig that. Well, well anyway, speaking if of... If I'm on it, it can't be too bad. Well, like I said, I still think you've added yourself. All right. But you could show me how to do it. I'd do it eight days <laughs> So, all right, guys, we got Thanksgiving coming up. we got three games, starting one starting at 1230. And, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time worrying about exercising and the stuff that I eat and not drinking too much. But this Thursday is to say, fuck all that noise and just be the fucking fattest, ugliest American that you can possibly be. So you're going to be like me? Thanksgiving annoys me. All these people that say, oh, I'm going to be in a food coma. I'm going to do this and that. Eating turkey and vegetables. What on earth... Is the big deal to do with that? Three bottles Over, of wine, Dan. Overrated yeah. and overhyped. Professor, I had this argument last night about Thanksgiving. It makes me sick now. Whis- whiskey and wine, Dan. 
Dan, I mind the whiskey. Dan's actually eating an entire turkey right now, so that's that's I, why. I do that's why enjoy I my turkey. <laughs> turkey, broccoli, and rolls. That's all I need. Yeah, you I know what? That's not a meal to really get all that excited about. I'm, I'm gonna excited? go with the steak. I'm gonna go with the steak. Right. Right. Well, steak. Yeah, Dan, you're a, steak. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go visit my wife. Me and me and Lou are gonna go. Yeah, up oh, there and visit. Thanks her. for the invitation. I'll just edit the show. Be a regularly scheduled program. You guys are communists for for all that. So. Uh, but anyways, I know that that's not going to be a problem for John. John's got like a, a sun yeah. as a metabolism, like an entire tiny sun. I eat like a fat through. fuck every day. Yeah. Well, anyways, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for living. Uh, living. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk a little football. <laughs> Thanks, for for today. Thanks for living, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, as we predicted, John, Dolphins-Rams was an atrocity. Yeah, that was pretty much what we said. I think I, I said the game would be 17-10. We think you might have said you might have. I might have picked it exactly. I, I don't remember. I, don't I can't remember anything. But, yeah, we definitely both said the game was going to go under. It definitely went under. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little about uh, Jared Goff later because I picked him last week in the Ryan Fitzpatrick Challenge. But the stuff that the coach had to say was really great. But I don't think we should waste any more time on this game. What 56 do you think? minutes they, they yeah. led by. 56 minutes. What and are, that means I led. I also led by 56 minutes in the TV <laughs> challenge. And, uh, yeah, last four minutes, Tannehill just turned it on. Yeah, turned it on, yeah. So anyways, we got the Seahawks. Look like they might be the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, especially you know they beat the Patriots. They yep. this is what they do every year. You know mm-hmm. they they turn it on in the second half of the year. The colder it gets, the better they start to play. Kind of like the LA Kings used to do that. They would just kind of be barely above five hundred for a lot of the year, and then just absolutely turn it on at the end of the season. Are we talking about the LA Kings when it comes to hockey here? Yeah, oh, hockey. Man. You know there are other sports, John. Yeah, LA Kings and hockey. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the, the, it's a great analogy. So fuck you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they look really, really good. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's running all over the place. Oh, he got a TD reception too. Yeah, you see that yeah, play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baldwin threw you it to him, right? You see Baldwin give the yeah. finger to the sideline? No, I didn't. See that yeah. part. <laughs> so they they break huddle. Baldwin looks over the sideline, gives a finger. You know, like what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, and the next thing you know, he throws a pass. Oh to my Russell god. Wilson. Well, anyways, they look uh, they look terrifying, John. Yeah, they look really good. They, yeah, they're a tough team. They're a dangerous team. Like I. That's the team that I do not want to play in the Super Bowl. Who's better, them or Cowboys right now? Uh, I'm I'm more scared of the Seahawks. Me right too. Now. I've been saying it all year yeah. that the Seahawks are always have, for me have always been the team to worry about. Yeah. And I knew that Russell Wilson's knee would get healthier at some point. Now maybe he gets re-injured, and that's totally wrong. But uh, right now, it looks as like of, the Seahawks are the team to right beat. Right now, that's the team I think. Yeah, uh, you know who's not the team to beat? The Green Bay Packers are completely oh. worthless right now. What's going on with this team? The defense is pot. Their defense right now is possibly the worst unit in an, all of football. So I don't know if if other teams are just really studying the film on this how bad they are but so dom capers like i've talked about before he loves doing different kind of blitz packages all that and they are just the teams that they're playing look like they're just sitting on the blitz and they're picking up the blitz and they're just throwing the ball downfield and it seems like every time they're making the play every time so they're blitzing and they're still able to get the ball downfield so that means their blitz is garbage yeah well either they're picking up the blitz the opposing teams which is what they're doing a lot or they know when the blitz is coming, and they're just ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, they look horrible. Dom Capers, you you think Dom Capers will probably get fired, right? If it keeps up like this, how does he, how does he not? Yeah. You know, because Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He's still having a really good season. Yeah. Um, but their defense can't do anything. They Nothing. They cannot do anything. Nothing. Seems like the other team's got 35 points in the first half. And I, I love all the different blitzes that Capers does. I think he's very innovative. He does a lot of different plays, but right now it's just, just not working. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is working for this team. And they're, they're running out of time. 
you know they're luckily they're not in the the greatest division yeah. so technically they have a chance but if they keep playing defense like this how can you give them any shot they look horrible right now they're making us look horrible because we still have faith in the yeah Packers. absolutely like I, I think i said it last week and i said it the week before are the packers still good and i'm like yeah the packers are still good but that defense sucks they're playing yeah. really bad so you know what they're going to do as soon as we gamble against them that's when they're going to be good again of course that, I mean, that's how it's going to happen yeah yeah, well, I'm going to cheer you up a little bit, John, because your favorite player in the NFL is back. He's off the IR. Uh, we have Robert Griffin III <laughs> is back, and your your love for him is legendary and long-lasting. Uh, I think we both know that's not true. Do, now, do you still have a lease on an apartment with him together? Uh, I don't know why you think I love RG3. Oh, I have evidence that you love RG3. Oh, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you that? Do I say... Am I wrong so few times that you have to bring up the one thing? Your grammar is beautiful, it's John. It's unbelievable. Can I just oh, my say gra- that? Can I my just grammar say that? sucks. We all know that. <laughs> we, all, we all know that. Well, listen, uh, just as soon as the save Ginger the date. Motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> as soon as the save the dates come out, you, you have my updated address, don't you, John? Send that right to my house, you guys. Oh, cardboard box? No. <laughs> it's, it's really There's nice. no address. Just got that. plumbing. Uh, so anyways, I've got a, I got a question here for a good buddy of mine, Casey Riddles from Luca. Well, Luca's a, a bar. Uh, a good buddy of mine he says why do people not like the extra point rule this is more drama in sports right that's good why would like, you not like the extra point rule like the moving it back is that the yeah. question why why do people why, why are people you like it I so mean, yeah if something's an automatic which is pretty much what the old thing was it it adds a it's funner it's, it's better to watch it it's it's not a guarantee so why wouldn't you like it? So I'm not a huge basketball fan, but this is one of the reasons that I like college basketball more than pros. Because in pros, people just nail free throws, nail free throws, nail free throws. In college, they miss them all the time. Oh, did you see the game the other day with Drummond? I no, mean, he, no, no, no. I mean, if you got guys like Shaq, guys like Drummond, free throws are definitely yeah. not guarantees. But for, for like 80% of the guys in the NBA, they can drain free throws all day. But in college, they brick them all the time. It adds a little bit of drama to the game. I, I love the new rule. I think it's yeah. a great rule. So, Casey, we think you're right. It's a great rule, and we're happy to see it. But, Johnny, 12, 12. Mixed, missed extra points this 12. week. 12. We just talked about this. 12. I, that's, it's a record, I think, isn't it? Yeah. That's a record. Most, most missed extra points. Uh, do, are we worried about Goskowski? Uh, what happened? I'm worried about him. It makes me nervous. Ever since he missed that extra point in the AFC Championship game last year, you remember that? We have been so lucky. We had Venetieri, who was yep. super clutch, and then yep. we got rid of him. We got Kaskowski, super clutch. He's been great for us. And this year, it's, you know, his stats aren't horrible by any means, but he's missed some easy stuff. He's missed some easy kicks. Absolutely. All right, we got a, uh, we got a question from Jared, our research department. He's got some great stats for us later. But, uh, John, he wants to know, are there any teams not currently lined up for the playoffs, maybe right on the bubble there, that could make a post-Thanksgiving run that we're not thinking about? That we're not thinking about. Yeah, like so a dark horse guy who could go on a run right now. I, personally, I want to say the Panthers. Panthers. I want to <laughs> say the Panthers. Because uh, I think a, a lot of people have written them off, but I think they can go nine and seven and nine and seven. Who knows? That could win that division. The Falcons are six and four. I don't. I don't think that we talked about this before. I don't think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't want them to make the playoffs. This team has been really disappointing all year. Cam uh, Newton. I think he's overrated. He's got so much skill, but he just can't get the job done. I think a team that has a good record right now, but that just isn't talked about are the Giants. Yeah. The Giants have a really good record. They're playing pretty good football. Nobody's talking about them. Right. So I think that's a team that is a team that you have to look at about making the playoffs. They can do a couple of things. They're not like great at 
really anything. Their point differential is pretty much even, but they're seven and three. Yeah, who would if you were to ask me what the record of Look the Giants was? I say five and five. Look at the division. I mean, yeah. they have the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Giants. Who best are all division really in football. football. Yeah, best division in football. The worst team in the league is the Eagles, who actually have the number one rated defense at football by DVOA. So that's the worst team in the division has the best rated are you gonna, defense. Are you going to explain DVOA for people? Yeah, we could do that. We're going to do that in just a second, though. But uh, any other teams that you want to uh, talk about there? As far as the playoff race, I don't think yeah. there's a team that we haven't talked about that's going to make a push and make the playoffs. You have, like you said, the Panthers. You have the Cardinals, who are two teams that made the playoffs last year who have struggled this year and are trying to make an end-of-the-season push. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think either team are, are going to do it. But I think as far as teams that aren't talked about, I think the Giants are that team. Yeah. All right. So as John said, we're going to talk a little DVOA, and we're talking a little Pythagorean theorem. So I have to admit, until this morning, I had no fucking clue what these things were. I hear that you hear the word DVOA thrown out there a lot, and the Pythagorean wasn't really too uh, familiar with that one. But Jared Ferreira, he uh, he's our research department here. He put together a really cool looking spreadsheet that kind of talks about what DVOA is, and I think it's the uh, Football Outsiders guy. Have, uh, they have licensed this stat here. So basically, it talks about situational football, like a lot of the uh, you know a lot of the baseball stats. So John, it looks like the nerds are taking over football here, <laughs> because as we talk about, we talked about before, stats used to be a thing where you know ERA, bang, done, got it in my head. Yeah. You know, batting average, bam, got it in my head. These are the stats. War you, and all this other stuff. War, you know, uh, replacement level, all this shit. You can't calculate it in your head, so it's a new day. Right. But yeah, it's situational football. So it's uh, talking about five yards. It's five yards on first and first attempts is fine, but five yards on third and four is worth way more. Right. So DVOA is basically the equivalent to quarterback rating between the NFL and ESPN. So ESPN factors in all the stuff your opponent, um, the completions that you make in crucial situations, where the the natural quarterback rating that the NFL uses they don't factor in all that stuff. It's just your Yards per attempt, your QB interception, all that stuff. But they, they ESPN factors in all the other stuff. So it's like the equivalent to that. But yeah, so that's DVOA. We're going to talk a little bit more about DVOA in our Patriots segment because we're going to analyze some Patriots stats. But yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles have the number one rated pass defense and the number one rated overall defense according to uh, DVOA. And John, you like the Giants. Let's see how they stack up here. And uh, Eagles are not going to make the playoffs. And, they, and that's their stat. So uh, the defense for the Giants overall is uh, the eighth ranked. So that's not, that's not so bad, you know? You had the Giants playing the Bears last week. In the first three possessions, the Bears scored, and then they didn't score again yeah. the rest of the game. And for passing, they're 17th overall, so they're, they're pretty middling uh, with, uh, with uh, overall offense. I'm sorry. Passing, they're 19th. Running the ball, they're 21st. Shepard's been playing pretty good lately. Yeah. He, he started off really hot, then he kind of was non-existent for a while, and now he's starting to play better football. Yeah. But that's a, that's a really good tandem. Beckham and Shepard, they're two young receivers that could be, a long time, be really good players. That Where's team. Cruz? Is he okay? Is he hurt again or what? I thought he was hurt. Yeah, yeah he hasn't okay. been much of a factor in anything. All right, so we'll be back into those nerd stats. But uh, we got a question that's close to both of our hearts right here. Uh, he, he made his debut last week. Nate Haskell, just an adorable young man, uh, a gentleman we both bartended with. Uh, he was our bar back for a while, too. Yeah. Great guy. I made a very stupid alcohol-related video series with him, so you should watch that. Uh, Johnny, what happened? Tell me all about it. This is a great question. So he had a question last week. Are the Jaguars still good? Yeah, Um, beautiful question. He had a great follow-up. Oh, no. So last night he says to me, John, what's a safety worth? Is it worth two points? Hmm. I'm like, yeah, two points. No, I thought that was the question. He's like, 
So I got to ask you something. When teams kick off the ball and the other team receives it, why don't they run out of the back of the end zone and get two points? That's a tough one. And he's like, is it because they give up the opportunity to get a touchdown? I'm like, oh, Nate. <laughs> Nate, no. The other team gets the two points on a safety. He's like, oh, <laughs> that makes more sense why other teams don't do it. I like, just picture him looking like Zoolander I was when you're asking down. this I was question. Like, oh, Nate. Nate. <laughs> really? You are a beautiful dove of it was, a man. It was a Nate. great question. Yeah, it was just great. we're just like, happy to have you. He boy. truly made me laugh out loud, which is nice. Nate Haskell, go see him at the Oak Long Bar and Kitchen along with Johnny. They'll yeah. serve you some drinks. And, uh, you know, he's, he's great to look at and he's great to have around. Nate Haskell, thanks a lot. Uh, we got one more question from Aaron Butler in Florida. Uh, will Ryan Tannehill surpass Tebow with more fourth quarter uh, comebacks or will another T last name quarterback do it? Uh, Aaron, get the fuck out of my face with this question. If you ever mention Ryan Tannehill in the same sentence as the fourth greatest all-time American... Tim Tebow, oh, I will, I will flip out. Get, so get out of my face with that. Is Aaron. Tannehill going to pass Tebow for the most fourth quarter comebacks? It's impossible. I think I calculated it uh, earlier today. Yes, Tebow has seven hundred million fourth quarter uh, comebacks. That's, that's amazing for somebody that played like one year. He well, he was that good, John. He was that good. I'm not a math guy, but I feel good about Listen, that. Listen, I'm really disappointed the fact that Tim Tebow didn't get a chance to start for an NFL team again. He took the Broncos to the playoffs. They won a playoff game against the Steelers. We all know his unorthodox throwing style. He's not a good, like, coaches look at him in practice and say, you know, you're not good. But he finds ways to win football games. So Isn't that the point? I don't see how you can just get rid of him and not give him a chance. Yeah. He should have had an opportunity. I actually just read his latest book uh, called Shaken. Uh, pretty boring. Uh, and I like it. He seems like kind of a boring guy. He does seem like a boring guy. You know, guy. like I appreciate his faith and he's like... Has he had sex yet? Do we know? I don't know, man. But he's Jesus first, second, you, and you third. You would love to be the first person he has sex with. I would. You? Uh, yeah, sure. I think you would I'd do sign it. sign up for that. I think you would yeah. do it. You know, I think it would be good for my career. <laughs> as, uh, but yeah, anyway, so fuck you, Aaron Butler. Never mention the shitty Ryan Tannehill in the same sense as my beautiful Tim Tebow. But with that, we're going to move on to Patriots talk. So we played the 49ers this week, John. I didn't see the whole game, but from what I did see, it appeared to be, uh, you know, they're a tough yardstick. They suck. They're not really good at anything. They play great when I watch, but how can you measure yourself against the 49ers? I think it's a game where you look at this win is compared to the Bills' loss. Bills' loss, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, you don't get too upset when we lost to the Bills, and you can't get too happy that we beat the 49ers and look yeah. that good against them. Yeah. They're a horrible football team. Yeah. And... The first half, we were only up by three points. Yeah. 13-10, I believe, at halftime. And then we just blew it open in the second half. I missed the first half, so I didn't see all the shitty play. So when I started watching the game, it's just Tom Brady's throwing laser beams all yeah. over the place. In the second half, too, they started getting at Kaepernick, and he just started to crumble. And they couldn't yeah. do too much. One thing that I did see that I thought was great, career game for Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. I've been a guy that's been kind of shitting on him because just percentage-wise, we can't draft wide receivers, right, John? No, we can't. So uh, the thing that I was most impressed by was his blocking in that game. He made three to four amazing blocks downfield on one block. He actually took out two guys with the same block. And it was uh, – obviously, that's the kind of thing that you that Bill Belichick loves, uh, and I love that part of his game. That, does, kind of, that keeps you around if does. you play for Belichick. But does – is his receiver capabilities – are they good enough? To, for what? To be – to. Stay on the team. Stay on this team. Stay on the team. Well, 
I don't know. You know how Brady is. He finds different weapons every game. So, and this is one of the games where we found this guy. And yeah. that play was a, his catch for a touchdown. That was great. Um, I don't know if you saw the reverse almost, angle. They, when Brady almost got hit, yeah. Brady just got that ball yeah. off. I don't know if you saw the angle from the opposite end zone, but how it went like three inches over the cornerback's yeah, shoulder. It, he was turned around. He was looking yeah. at Mitchell, and the ball just went right over him. Right over his shoulder. And then it, Mitchell was gone. I teared up a little bit. It was beautiful just watching that. That was a really good pass. Like Beautiful pass. Other quarterbacks would have sensed the pressure right there, probably got a little bit nervous and wouldn't be able to complete that pass. But that pass from Brady is just Typical, typical Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, so now we got a question from my buddy Sam Gabrielli. He's my former boss, former bar manager. Uh, will we have a relevant pass rush anytime soon, or do I need to get more blood pressure medicine to live through yet another bend-don't-break playoff run? So we have talked about this before, but we did have five sacks against this team. But like we said, the 49ers aren't something to – you can't really measure it. Right. What I did like about this team this week was the way we used our blitzes, our, our schemes, because it wasn't just rushing your linemen and a couple linebackers. They had cornerback blitzes, they had safety blitzes, and that's something that we haven't been doing quite a lot this year. So I'm a little optimistic. How serious it. did it take that stuff, though? Uh, serious with it being the 49ers? Yeah. It, I don't think it's about that. I think it's about that we actually did it and, okay. you know, and how we were using it as opposed to the team. So I'm okay. excited. I'm excited that we're, it looks like we're doing different blitz plays. With the uh, DVOA numbers for the Pats, uh, overall, we have the 16th ranked uh, defense. Uh, pass defense, we're like 27th. Okay. So we're bad at covering the pass right now. But fourth at rush defense. We have a really good run defense. We have also allowed the least amount of points in the AFC. Yeah. And we've allowed the third least points in the NFL. Is it smoke and mirrors, John? You've let up. What do you think? You've let up the least amount of points in yeah. the AFC. That's pretty much all that matters yeah. when it comes to the defense. It, it does. It does. And I all agree. All the other stuff can be thrown out the window. It does. And I agree with you, but the peripheral stats kind of say, eh, maybe it's smoke and mirrors a little bit. But you don't, you don't buy it? Well, you like the I defense? Mean, we've let up the least points in the AFC. I mean, what makes me nervous is that the quality of opponents that we've had. Yeah. That, that's really what it comes down to. Right. Because when you have the Seahawks, you're playing them. And they just all over us. Yeah. All over us. They made our defense look like shit. Yeah. And when it comes to the playoffs, that's all we're going to be playing is good teams. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Am I still concerned about their defense a little bit? Yes, I am. But not as much as everybody else, no. probably. So, uh, yeah. So, Bill Belichick uh, left Jabal Sheard in New England as a healthy scratch. You don't see that. It's like a hockey term. Yeah. You don't see that very much. Is it safe to say that Belichick is pissed about what's happening on that defense? How, how wouldn't you be pissed off? I mean, but is he to blame for it? Is Belichick to blame for it with Chandler Jones and, and Jamie Collins? Like, what is it? Who's to blame? Yeah, it's well, he's, do, he's pissed about the way they're performing. He got rid of Jamie Collins, got rid of uh, uh, Chandler Jones. Yeah, Jabal Sheard just left him there. Who's a branch got busted for weed this week? See, it's pretty safe to say he's pissed, but you gotta you gotta give him credit. He's doing. He's taking action. He's not just sitting there. And I don't know who knows if it's the right action or whatever. But he's trying to shake it up. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of players on. The, like we have Sheard, we have Nikovich, we have Hightower, we have Long, we have Flowers, we have Butler. Um, we have some guys that are a, a lot. We have a lot of good players on yeah. defense. We don't have that that really superstar defensive lineman right. that you can just count in every game to disrupt plays. And until you have a guy like that, I mean, I don't think you're going to 
have that superstar defense. So maybe we need to recalibrate our thoughts about the defensive line because I think in today's NFL, you just defensive line, you think how many sacks are they getting? That's like a magic, magically where your brain goes. But they're fourth in run defense. So maybe the defensive line is playing better than we thought. Yeah, well, when you look at stats, like I say all the time, oh, well, it's fucking, you're looking like at the box score. If you look at guys like Vince Wilfork, who never showed up in the box score, never. except when he scored touchdowns. Never. He never showed up in the box score. But he took two or three other offensive linemen, yep. and that made everybody else get plays. So you have to watch the football game. You just can't look at the box score to figure so, out what's going on. So is the defensive line good? I think, it's, I think the defensive line is good. I don't think it's great. I think they're average. I think they're an average, average defensive line. So how are we getting this good run defense then? Line, who knows? We're not smart enough to address that question. That's clear. But uh, all right, so we've got one of my favorite questions that we've ever had on the show here. It's from my buddy Jeff. Uh, he lives in Natick. We went to college together. He's a lifelong. Why you didn't go to college? Though. I, I Come went on, to man. I went to college. Educated man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a lifelong Bills fan. So congrats for that, buddy. Uh, but who is the best AFC East quarterback Brady and Belichick have ever had to face? Does the fact that it's probably Chad Pennington diminish their dominance of the division? I think this is such a good question. This is one of the best you know, questions ever. Yeah. You, I guess you really don't think about it, at least yeah. for me. I never really thought about it. Um, Pennington, I can't say that because we really didn't. He wasn't during the Brady-Belichick era for a long time, if if much at all. Um, he might have had like one season or something. Yeah, that's Where he got that's his what, shoulder smashed out like to, three times. I think you have to throw him out just the way you have to throw Favre out because that was the tail end. You know? Favre was like 39. Although he did kill our season that year. If I had to say a player, and this is so strange to even bring this guy's name up, it's Mark Sanchez. And it's not just really about Mark Sanchez. It's about the, the, that team that we had to play. Because the Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez Jets, they gave us a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. And they beat us in the uh, playoffs two years did. in a row. Yep, they beat us in the playoffs. So uh, it's crazy that you have to say a guy like Mark Sanchez. Like That's how bad the quarterbacks have been in the AFC East. You know who I, th I think it is? I think it's Drew Bledsoe. He was pretty good for the Bills there for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I think, so. he, I think Mark Sanchez was, he was okay, and he was the ultimate game manager. We're giving Mark Sanchez yeah. the guy that says is our, our toughest opponent. Was it Vinny Testaverde? Testaverde, oh. <laughs> ageless Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> but it's, I, if I had to say, I think it might be the Bills' very own Drew Bledsoe because he put up a little bit of numbers. All right. There. Well, uh, you had, he, did you have Bledsoe and Lawyer Malloy at the same time? They did. Yeah. It was like the year after we gave him Lawyer Malloy. I, I think, think right? we gave up Bledsoe, and then the first time we played the Bills, they beat us. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They, I think I'm pretty sure they beat us at home too. Yeah. But what is it like? Well, who else we got? Doug Flutie. Oh, you get Tannehill now. Um, yeah. I think if you're talking about the next five years coming up, Tannehill might be that guy because mm. he's hands down the. He's not a great quarterback by yeah. any means, but he's potentially a guy that could give us trouble down the road he's the tallest midget in the afc <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well, all right so uh we got the jets this week john um do you think bill belichick still gets up for the jets like uh he did when they had rex ryan i think he gets up for every game okay. and i don't think he ever really cared about rex ryan you know how do you care about a guy that hasn't won a super bowl mm -hmm. rex ryan cared about it let, let's make no mistake about that belichick i don't think really cared about that belichick just cares about the opponent Speaking of uh, speaking of Jets, do you know what today is the anniversary of, John? The butt fumble. Oh, yes! The butt fumble. Which is uh, one, of, one of my best memories. This is the most glorious football play in the history of football. Oh, that was so good. It was so good. And I remember right after it happened, they used to do what? Uh, do they still do it on SportsCenter? Worst play? You know, I haven't seen it in a while, but that... that 
How long did that go on for? It went on until they retired it. Yeah. Nothing could beat it, and they just had to retire it. And so there was nothing oh, better was such a good play. than Friday morning waking up and getting to watch the butt fumble every perfect Friday. Perfect segue into Mark Sanchez. Yeah, perfect segue to Mark Sanchez. <laughs> but so what do you think? I think we uh, lay the lumber on the Jets this week. Oh, how do we not? I mean, we're in New York this week. Uh, I believe Fitzpatrick is going to come back and yeah. start this week again. That line's got to be at least seven, maybe um, even eight or have, something, right? Uh, Decker's out, so you got Marshall. The the team has had a shitty year. We got to go out and beat them. We yeah. have. We can't just beat them. We have to go out there and just tear them apart, smash them good. We we should. We, that's what we should do. We have to beat bad teams. We have to kill bad teams. Yeah, but they they look like shit. They look like I've given oh, up on the season. They look so bad. They look so bad. But, uh, you know, uh, so that's it. That's what we got for Patriots. Anything else for Patriots? No, Sean? move on to fantasy when we get back. No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, my God. Dan, Dan's got something. Stephanie. All right. I'm sure I'm it's going to be offensive. I'm excited. I'm not happy. All right, before, before you say anything, on a scale of 1 to 10, how offensive is it going to be, Dan? Well, I guess that's up to the person that listens. So 12. I think right. that's 12. Well, aren't you happy? Keep in mind, this is TVMA, but I was furious watching that Patriots game Sunday. Mm. I'm not even going to say the name because it makes me sick. Okay. The quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. Okay. You know who I mean. I do. Okay, he shall not be named. Can you? Is there a reason why you can't say his name? Does he look like? I'm gonna get angry. Yeah, does, does he look does like he, John? Does he look like me? Yeah, they have the yeah. same skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people have said I look like him. Yeah, at work, how many fucking people? You said do that? look like a white Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. If these people want to go and protest, I have nothing wrong, nothing to say about that. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But when they take away from the enjoyment of people that watch the football games. I have a big-time problem. I with agree that. with you. And I hope he gets cancer and dies. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. That and was I wonder aggressive. If it's because, I wonder if he's always kneeling so much if it's because he lives in San Francisco. <laughs> well, well, you know, if he kneels wow. so much, why isn't he out in the streets protesting with people? Why does he have to try and mock out for himself, well, as we say, doing it at a football game? The listen, people that pay the money to go watch football don't want to see that bullshit. Listen, I can agree what? with you more. The San Francisco 49ers should be ashamed of themselves for allowing it. They're paying that sack of shit to sit there and do it. He's an employee. You know what? Quit. Dan, I could go protest in the street. Listen, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'm no, gonna go for not, a smoke. No, right no, with everything that you said about you know getting on his knees because he's in San Francisco. <laughs> not, but yeah, not that part. My my hatred towards Colin Kaepernick is up there, and I'm sick of listening to sucks, all the shit that he does. And I'm gonna tweet this to him I don't, once it's online. I don't believe, I want him to know. I don't believe this has ever been anything about how he really feels. This is a guy who. Looked like he was going to be one of the better quarterbacks coming up. Then he started playing like shit. He went to a Super Bowl. He just wants fucking media attention. Yeah, exactly. If, if he wants to do something, why don't you actually do something? He wants to be something? important because he's black. That's all. No one cares. He sucks. He's not going to take the 49ers anywhere. I think the 49ers. So he sits there and kneels. I think fuck the 49ers should have released him. 49ers should go fuck themselves too. Can we talk about? They're my least favorite team in football now because of this. Colin Kaepernick. I know there's others that do it. But he's become the poster child for it. Colin Kaepernick has the weird stat, and I'm really surprised about this. He is the fifth best quarterback in um, fantasy football over the last three weeks. That's good. Do you he's believe that shit? Kneeler, yeah, he's a great kneeler. Okay, guys, that's our Patriots segment. I hope you very much enjoyed that. We're just nothing but smiles and rainbows over here. Uh, Producer Dan, well, as always, rainbows. Is a, yeah, as always, is a wild card, and we're happy to have him here. <laughs> uh, but that's it. We're going to come back at you with fantasy news. Yep. Football fans, stand by. We have all the fantasy news that's fair to air after this brief timeout. Continue to follow us on Twitter at NFL Moving Line and search for past episodes on iTunes and YouTube.
restaurant, established in 1950 and spanning four generations, serves a multi-Asian menu. Did you also know that Kowloon Restaurant is New England's premier Asian dining and entertainment complex, serving Cantonese, Szechuan, Thai, and Polynesian cuisine? And did you know that Kowloon Restaurant is also the home of the finest Japanese sushi? If you haven't dined at Kowloon Restaurant lately, then you simply haven't dined at Kowloon. Kowloon Restaurant, Route 1 North in Saugus. Welcome, everybody. This is brilliant. Can you feel it? One of the most incredible moments. Boston, share the experience of the WWE Live Holiday Tour so you can hashtag best night of my life with nonstop action and the moments that will leave you breathless. Plus all your favorite superstars, no filter. It's the WWE Live Holiday Tour on Thursday, December 29th. Tickets and VIP packages are available Friday, November 4th at 10 a.m. Football fans, welcome back to week 12 NFL Moving the Line. It's time for all the fantasy news, fantasy thoughts, fantasy picks, fantasy teams. Here are your hosts, Lou Saban and John Morgan. All right, guys, we're talking fantasy here. Uh, John and I had some good luck this weekend. Yeah. We both crushed our competition. Both our teams are on fire, and we won by almost 120 combined points. This has been an ongoing trend with you and me. Either you have the most points or I have the most points. Yeah. I've hopefully... But the last week of the regular season, week 13, you and me are going head-to-head against each other. You know who's going to beat you in the last week? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Who knows? He I, is the number one player in fantasy I football, need, John. Apologize to me. Why would I ever apologize? Apologize to me. You can't draft a quarterback in the first or second round. It's stupid. I have the most points in the league, John. Stu- and you're not in first place, though. I have the most points in the league. I have scored the most points. How can you say it's stupid? The only thing that matters of having the most points is if you're tied with somebody. That's it. That's all that matters. Win-loss. Win-loss. That's the only thing that fucking matters. So basically, you're saying that randomness is the most important I, I think that taking a quarterback in the first and the second round is stupid. I have the most points, John. Yeah. How can you say it's the most? I have the number one scoring player in the make, whole league. It doesn't make a difference. You can't. I think it does make a difference. You can get him later on. Aaron Rodgers has you been can carrying get him my later team. Later on. No, I couldn't. Yes, you could. My Aaron Rodgers has been carrying me. What's that say about your fucking team? You're it's really good. Back. I have you're, the most points. I think your running backs are carrying you. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is. I think well, your running. I got backs them with the waiver you. wire. That's why all my good running backs are waiver wire guys. I got Andrew Luck in the fucking seventh round where you got. Oh Matt yeah, how's Jones? What's how's he doing this week? He's doing great this year. How's he doing this week? He's out. He had a concussion. Yeah. Well, what his the head's fuck not does that have to do with you anything? Dr- you drafted a weak-headed quarterback, and you it's your fault, You say the John. dumbest shit of all time. Your, your I, quarterback. I'm going to put you into the retard discussion as Dan. No, I will win that discussion. Me and Aaron Rodgers will fist fight you and I retard Dan. I think it's really dumb to take a quarterback in the second round. I, I think the have only the best time. I think the only time it's if you see quarterbacks start to go, then you take a quarterback. That's it. You don't do it. So you're saying... I think that's a reason why you've never won fantasy football. I win fantasy football all the time. All the time, huh? Yeah. So, so you're saying, so if I drafted differently, maybe I'd have 60 more points than any other team in the league. I think you might be in first place. Or maybe 70 more points I instead think, of the 15 more points than any other league. Well, anyways, I'm the greatest fantasy mind in the history, and John is secondary. That's clear. Why are you behind me then? I'm in, I'm in front of you, and we'll see you on week 17. Why? How are you in front of me? You will. Lo- I have more points than you do. It doesn't make a difference. You will lose to Aaron. Anyways, no one cares. John, you have a game. You uh, want to play with me? So the standings right now, I am 7-4, and four and Lewis 6-5. and five. Okay. Last time I checked, that's not first place. Uh, your team is fading, and mine is the best. Well, well, we can talk about that at the end of the year. We will. Anyway, so play, play the game, John. I hate uh, you. You know, before the game, i got to bring something up. Okay. We, you guys familiar with Mark Davis? He's the owner of the Raiders. Oh, with the haircut? Not just the haircut. <laughs> the, haircut the haircut's fucking horrible. But I've always looked at him and was like, he reminds me of somebody. He looks like somebody. 
And watching the game the other day, he looks like if John Gruden yeah. had a twin brother on crystal meth <laughs> for his whole life, I think that's exactly what he would look like. Did producer like Dan Davis. write that for you? Did yeah. he write that he offensive would, he statement would, for you? He would look like Mark Davis. All right. It's un- he is so fucking weird looking. To have as much he's, money as he does. He's like a Chucky doll that's been kicked around the house. <laughs> he does look like a Chucky doll. Um, so we get a game we're going to play. All right. I get to have a few different players. I'm going to ask Lou if you think they're overrated, underrated, mm-hmm. or right there. Or rated. Um, J.J. Watt, what do you think? Do you think he's overrated, underrated, or right about there? Uh, I would say that J.J. Watt is properly rated. Properly rated. I, I think that he's the best defense. He's possibly the best player in the NFL. Uh, he just got the shit beaten out of him this year. But even though I don't like the public persona of J.J. Watt, it's really tough to argue with the results that he has, despite, although the Texans' defense is still very good. Okay, but, and I agree with you, I think he's properly rated, maybe even underrated by some of the stats we have. He has, the Texans with J.J. Watt this year have allowed 17.6 points. Mm-hmm. Without J.J. Watt, it's 23.1. Mm. That's a huge factor. That's yeah. huge. So... Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with you, though. I think he's properly rated. He's I think he's properly the, rated. the best defensive player. I think he was the MVP last year. Um, let's go with Gronkowski. What do you think? Uh, I, so, in, so this is a really tough question because what do you think? How, do you, how would you say people rate Gronkowski? Because I'm like I think they rate him as the land. best tight end in the NFL this year. I mean, in the NFL. I think he's the best tight end in the NFL. Not in the NHL? I meant this year. <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, there's an argument that could be made that he's the most important player on the team. Uh, might not be the winner. Yeah, it might, I mean, it might not win, but there's an argument that he can make. Luckily, Brady so far this year has done really well without Gronkowski in the lineup. I mean, it hasn't been a, too many games, maybe only one, I think. I think it's only been one game. This past game is the only game he's played without Gronkowski. Yeah. But Gronkowski's stats, yards per reception, are Unbelievable. So before you move on, John, uh, Mike Jones, the guy uh, trains at my Muay Thai gym, uh, he wants to know, does Gronk play any more regular season games? I have no idea. I don't know how, how, they, how bad the injury is. He practiced today. So if you practice today, then I would say yes. He yeah. does play again this year. So just based on today's news, he probably does play a regular if he, season if game. If he practiced already, then I don't see why he wouldn't. I, I would say they probably hold him out of this Jets game, probably, right? I don't know if he already practiced. I mean, I don't think we need him for the Jets, so why use him? Yeah. But if you look at Gronk's stats, yards per reception, he's had some big years, 14.7 yards per reception, 16.3. This year, he's got 20, 21.6 yards per, per reception for a tight end. Yeah. To give you a comparison, Tony Gonzalez, who I think is probably the best tight end of all time, his highest percentage was 12.9. Wow. That was his best year. Wow. 12.9. That, that shows how good Gronk really is. Yeah, uh, I want to say he's underrated, but everything that I hear, they talk about how much of a beast he is and how good he is. I want to say underrated. But the, the problem is the thing that holds him back is he's, he gets hurt. He does get hurt, but he's the guy who I would pay. I'd pay Gronkowski you know, all this money to make him the highest paid tight end, even though he gets hurt a lot. But I would want another tight end on my roster that's good. Like Not a, Scott Chandler. In a perfect world, if we could sign Martellus Bennett, to a, a decent contract, that would that would be perfect. For they us. did say signing him as a priority. Is that, they said. I think it is too. If we, we need Gronk and Bennett, two tight end combos, especially for a guy that gets hurt this much. All right, who's next? John? Jamal Charles. Uh, I uh, so what is the public perception of Jamal Charles right now? I think most people think that Jamal Charles is done. 
for his career, though, I think he's Are especially you in fantasy. So, so right now we're over the span of his career. Uh, we'll talk right now. Well, no, you know, I want to talk about his career because if you look at his stats of his career, Jamal Charles is a guy that's picked in fantasy in the first round when yep. he's healthy. He, I think people think he's an, this amazing running back, but his value to the team hasn't been that good. No, you don't think so. So this year, the Chiefs are 17 and 7 and 2, yeah. and he hasn't played anything. He hasn't done shit. Last year, he had, I think, five games, 364 yards. They were 11 and 5. Going back to 2015, he had 1,000 yards. They were 9 and 7. And the, another, he had 1,287 yards. They were 11 and 5. His 1,500 yard season, they were 2 and 14. Hmm. So he puts up all these stats, but he doesn't help the team win. So would you say that's a function of his value or the function of running backs are losing value in general? I think, I think his value, I think him not being in the lineup, in the lineup or out the lineup, it doesn't make a difference to the Chiefs. Mm. It doesn't make a difference. He hasn't showed any value aside for just he's good statistical, but as far as win losses, he doesn't help the team. There you go. All right. Who's next? Last one, Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it would be tough to think of an athlete now that Peyton Manning is out of the league who goes through like the Chris Collinsworth ball washing car wash more than Ben Roethlisberger. You know, when he, when he plays, they just sit there with a tub of hot water and some soap and just wash his balls for four hours. So it would be tough for, but I, I still got to say he's properly rated. He's unbelievable. He's been a great quarterback. Do you not like him? Well, he's a super rival, so yes, I don't like him. Okay. But he's a great, great football player. I don't think just because he's a rival, you don't have to like him. I don't think those two things go hand in I hand. I tend to, though. I hate my enemies. Okay. He's not your enemy. No, not personally. But I, mean, but I think he's I think he's our biggest, our toughest opponent as a quarterback. I think that's one of the better matchups during Brady's era. Brady versus Roethlisberger, I think that's one of the better matchups. That throw that he made, to, God, who was it who caught that? In the very, very corner of the end zone where he dotted the eye with the two feet to win the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. San Antonio Holmes. That's the best throw in Super Bowl history. San Antonio Holmes. Right there. And that's an the amazing best. catch. Yeah, that and an amazing play. catch. That was a great play. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to say he's properly rated as much as it, much as it right. pains me. That goes, Is that that's, it? That's loose thoughts for about this. All right. So, uh, so basically, we were talking about fantasy earlier. Uh, basically, I think the reason my team has recovered is I really I defend my quarterback recovered? choice. Yeah, because it was garbage in the beginning of the season. And uh, waiver wire. I've been lucky enough to make some good pickups on the waiver wire. Uh, Rob Kelly scored 31 points for me. I got Thomas Rawls in both my leagues. So the waiver wire is where you See, win. I, I think the waiver wire is the reason for you. Yeah. I think it's the waiver wire. I don't think it's your quarterback. Um, well, you have a vested wave, interest in not waving that. So. Right, I'm giving you credit that you're doing a good job on the waiver yeah. wire. You know, I think that's, that's where your successes came this year. Uh, I mean, well, you're, you're stacked at the running back position. You have a lot of really good running backs. You have Rawls, you have Zeke, you have Blunt, and you have Kelly. Yeah. Um, your wide receivers. Not so much. Not have, so much. You have Cooper. Mari Cooper and uh, Stephon Diggs is meh. But my, my point is this, is if you drafted a wide receiver in the second round there, and you had, that, you had a wide receiver, that you, your team would be stacked, and you could still draft a quarterback later on. I kinda, you'd be I, loaded. I drafted one in the third round, be, and he hasn't done be, anything. You'd be loaded. If you drafted the right, wide receiver, the right wide receiver in the second round, your team could potentially just be blowing away teams. I think my team is blowing away teams, John. Uh, but one problem that we both have, I Andrew think, Luck. I think he'd easily be in first place. Andrew Luck do. has a head injury, and I have him in my other league. What'd you, who'd you pick up? 
Because he's not gonna he's not gonna put everything pointing to him not so, playing this week. Right now I'm kinda on the fence right now. I've picked up Tannehill tentatively. Um I don't I don't know if I'm gonna stick with him. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I'm still kinda up in the air. I wish this game was on Sunday because yeah. that way luck could possibly play. But there's no way he gets out of the concussion no, protocol no. that quickly. No, he's no. He's definitely not playing this week. They got Tolson. Tolson Scott Tolzien yeah. or Tolson or he played for the Packers briefly, he played for the 49ers briefly. I think he's got one touchdown, five interceptions in his career. Um, so with that said, you have luck out. But my another concern that I have, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. So I have T.Y. Hilton on my team as well. So I don't know whether to sit him or start him. You know, bouncing back and forth whether to start Beasley over Hilton. I don't know. You know what it's also bad for? The Colts look like you said last week. You actually kind of said this last week, and I brought up the subject of the Titans. The Colts could be poised to make a small run because right. you, you picked them to make a small run. This is not going to help. I did. It, it's not going to help, but at the same time, even with luck, I'm not so sure they're going to beat the Steelers anyway. Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's important to point out that they're, they're going against the Steelers. It would be a really big deal if they were going against a bad team and you're just really throwing that loss out the window. But now it might not hurt them too much. Yeah, so I went with uh, producer Dan's favorite player. I picked up Colin Kaepernick in my other league. He, he's, did he's, you? Yeah, I did. I think he's got a low floor. I'm sorry, a high floor with the, uh, you know, four or five points and, and running and maybe checks you another, you know, 10 or 12 points in passing. They're going against the Dolphins this week? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think right? they're going against the Dolphins, and I think it's in Miami. Yeah, but, see. I mean, how long does he last for? How long does Kaepernick last for? Does he keep this going the whole year or what? I don't know. I mean, he's got. I need him for one week. Yeah, exactly. We need we need somebody for one week. I mean, I I would really like to win this week, so the week thirteen doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. Um, Because if I win this week, week thirteen won't matter too much. And if you lose, who are you playing this week? Who am I going against? Any good opponents? I don't don't know. Let's see. I am playing a six and five team. So uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess they're okay. Um, this is riveting. Nobody ever cares about this, but he actually has got scored over a thousand points. He's got a good team. Yeah, um, but we have. We have, don't we have like eleven fifty? Who? No, I have ten seventy five. Ten seventy five. Then I have probably ten sixty or something. You have ten fifty four. Okay. So, uh, anyways, that's who we're going with. Uh, now we got a lot of emotions. Dan was fired up earlier. I was fired up because you were so wrong about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but now we're gonna play fuck off, fuck right off, John. We're gonna tell somebody to fuck right off. I'm gonna tell you to fuck off because you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> well, everybody knows that, John. Be more creative. Come on. Um, and I'm also gonna tell Andrew Luck to fuck off because oh, no. this guy could really put me in a bad situation right now, and it's not good. So fuck you, Andrew Luck. Mm. Um, fuck you, Lou. Okay. Because got it. You still don't understand the concept of fantasy football. I think I do, John. Um, but if you want to, I'm revolutionizing the game. So, anyways, uh, the one person that actually thinks you should draft a quarterback in the first and second rounds, and it's worked out. But anyway, so I'm going to tell uh, someone we talked about earlier to fuck off, uh, Russell Wilson. I'm going to tell him to fuck off because he scored a bunch of points against me last week. Didn't up mattering, but I'm telling Russell Wilson to fuck off because he has made that Seahawks team terrifying, and I am not a big fan of what he's doing right now. This whole te- that whole team's te- yep, the whole team's terrifying. Yeah. Do you, hey, do you know? So if a quarterback catches a touchdown, does he get six points? He has to, right? Oh, he I has think to. So I didn't, I, you know, I didn't look into it. I just thought about it right now, but I'd like to know that. Yeah, I'm sure he does. But uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson, fuck you. I hope you get hit by a school bus. All right. And uh, do you hope I get hit by a school bus, John? No, I like to shitting on you. So okay. good, dad. <laughs> good, I can't good to have around you. to make fun of me. I yeah. get it. I get it. 
So yeah, now we're going to the Ryan Fitzpatrick you challenge. Know who's oh my, on my god! Fuck you. All right, yeah. Yes, we do. He's Call on my up. fantasy team, and then producers Dan. Oh no, Dan, I, I don't like him either, Dan. Uh, you right, vent about John. It. Can you get the fire hose to hit him no, with the I fire was hose? Thinking, do you guys play the video games? Yeah, I love video games. Well, no, the yeah. football one. It's been a Madden? been a couple of years I since do. I played Madden. Well, I'm yeah. always thinking to get gifts for the kids for Christmas and their birthdays and whatnot. But I, I hate soccer. And this one over here, the professor, I know he's a big soccer aficionado. He's one of the six people in this country that watch it. But they came up with this ingenious idea for the video game. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a, outside of playing soccer games, there's like a storyline that goes along with it, with like... Mm. Um, Agents and yep. signing contracts. I thought right. it was really cool. Well, so anyway, it's like a fran- it's like when you play Madden, it's a franchise. You, right. It's called a franchise. I don't know enough about it to go into specifics, but it, there's a storyline process to this soccer game. So I was thinking, you know, if the NFL really wanted to capitalize on their situation for the next year's Madden, I guess you call it downloadable content that mm. you can add on to the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have a section where you could be a fan that goes to the San Francisco 49ers game. I don't don't like where this is going right now. Kaepernick when he kneels. And they could donate all the money from the downloadable content. See, that's a little aggressive. Well, why not? (laughs) They're making enough money off of it on television. And then they could donate it to their NFL charity. Do you you really want to see him die, Dan? I wouldn't mind. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is having a death sentence. They whore out all the women in the breasts every October like they really care that much about it. But, uh, you know, it's a sport for men. You'd think they'd do it for testicular cancer. But anyway, they could donate all the money from that since they're making all the money on putting that loser on TV kneeling. And then you could do something good with it. All right, any, I'm gonna lie. Yeah, let, let's on, just hope this. Let's John. just hope this. Hold on. Let's just hope this. Is that once his contract's up, that the, all the other teams in the NFL no just don't sign him. No one gets the Barry Bonds. Let's don't sign him. All right. You know that that's what that's. I think that's the most reasonable thing to hope for. Okay, we done. Are we yes. done. Can yes. we please be done on Colin Kaepernick? It was Ryan Fitzpatrick challenge. <laughs> let's let's. Uh, bring up, I got something to uh, talk to you about. No, uh, no, no. It's not about it's not about Kaepernick. Um, so they asked Boomer a question. They said was they he asked, drunk? They asked Boomer Sison a question. Um, I was oh, watching. Oh, no, wrong Boomer. Uh, I was watching. What's the show called in Showtime? Inside the NFL or Boomer. something. So they asked Boomer, Michael Irvin, and Brandon Marshall a question: That what do you think the Browns' record would be if Tom Brady was the starting quarterback? Fucking Boomer says eleven and zero. Boomer goes, I think the record would be eleven and zero. I think we should get an apartment together, what? me and Boomer. I like that. 11, I like that attitude. 11, the Patriots aren't even 11 That's now. a can-do attitude. Like, come on. Brandon Marshall was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> when Brandon Marshall looks at you like you're crazy, Brandon you know he's like, got problems. You need, you need other players on the team. Michael Irvin cracked out Michael Irvin. Probably gave, I think, the most reasonable one, which is 8-3. and three. He's like, I think maybe around 8-3 and three if he had. That's a lot of credit, though, because... Right now, they don't have anything around them. Yeah. A lot of players hurt. Yeah, probably four and six. 11 and 0. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, anyways, we're, we're talking. Playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. We're talking who is the worst quarterback in this league because we like rooting for failure. We like rooting for that guy who's going to throw a ton of picks and have several beers and tequila shots and scream at the television. And uh, so we do it every week. John I, I like one, to I call it one. lose insecurities coming through. That's what I like to call it. Right. His, I ha- his hatred. I his. think that's fair. I got a lot of insecurities. That's probably fair. But uh, last week, I went with Jared Goff, and he was a beautiful thing to watch in the Ryan Fitzpatrick Challenge. I think this is the first time that somebody's won two weeks in a row on the QB no. Challenge. No, it's, it's the first time since weeks two and three. Mm. That's it. I won, I won two weeks in a row on week two and three, and then finally, now you get the lead. I'll trust you on six, that. I can't six, remember. Six and five. So the uh, post-game thing, they were talking to Jeff Fisher, who is – they're right on track for 8-8 eight and eight again, which yeah. is just an amazing so thing. so funny. If you guys watch um, yeah. the show on HBO, Hard Knocks, 
Yeah. We're so, not going to be 8-8. Eight eight. We're not going to be 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah, and now you are either going to be that or lower. I would love to see them be 8-8. Eight eight. But so Jared Goff sucked in that game. He was terrible. And the best thing that Jeff Fisher could think of after the game is like, well, he didn't get any delay of game penalties. It's like he didn't like pull his pants down and take a shit on the 50-yard line either. Do you really so. think he was that terrible for a guy making his first start in the NFL? He didn't look that. He didn't do anything. No, he didn't do any. But that's the thing. He didn't make any crucial mistakes either. Like they kept the they t- kept the game plan very vanilla, very simple. They ran the ball a lot. They did a lot of short plays. They're trying to ease him into it. So I think what they were trying to do was successful. Um, they were ahead. Lose? No, I think what they trying were trying to do was successful. They were ahead for 56 minutes of the football game. They were hoping to rely on their defense, their running game, and keep the pass play simple for Goff. And then at the end. Things just fell apart. Tannehill came over, and they won the game. Well, in the words of George St. Pierre, I am not impressed with your performance, Jared Goff. So I'm picking him again. I'm going right in Goff until he shows me this he has This is a pretty something. ballsy pick, too, in yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, in New Orleans, but I'm uh, going Jared Goff. It's probably the worst place to pick him, but he hasn't shown me that he's capable of doing anything, so I'm going Goff. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Simeon. It's a game Broncos versus the Chiefs. They are... Two good defenses. It's in Denver. I don't really like taking a quarterback that's on the, on the, at home for this challenge, but this week I'm going to go with it. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, I'm hoping. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Okay, so I got Jared Goff. Johnny's got Trevor Simeon. Uh, that's it for fantasy. We'll be right back with gambling. All right. Coming up next is a man that used to love to tell an old holiday tale. On a Thanksgiving in Las Vegas, when he had to broke into some pig's locked back door, give her some stuffing, and help himself to some super delicious mud pie. John Morgan is next. <laughs> you already know Kowloon Restaurant, established in 1950 and spanning four generations, serves a multi-Asian menu. Did you also know that Kowloon Restaurant is New England's premier Asian dining and entertainment complex, serving Cantonese, Szechuan, Thai, and Polynesian cuisine? And did you know that Kowloon Restaurant is also the home of the finest Japanese sushi? If you haven't dined at Kowloon Restaurant lately, then you simply haven't dined at Kowloon. Kowloon Restaurant, Route 1 North in Saugus. Football fans, welcome back to Week 12. NFL moving the line. It's gambling time. Here are your hosts, Lou Saban and John Morgan. Lou Saban, John Morgan. Uh, John, what do you got to say about that? Uh, um, well, I'm going to continue with last week with him being a retard. Um, <laughs> I think we both know he's got some sort of disability and that he it took him, I think it was, was it Halloween that this came to him? Something like was that. It Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Halloween, we're sitting here, and he starts laughing for no fucking apparent reason. Yeah. And I don't know why that got him so excited. Boy, so it was like, a... Like we said, he's got a disability, and you can't get mad at a retarded kid, so you can't get mad at Dan. A tour de force by producer Dan today. Just what a performance, but uh, fuck that. Mud pie! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're moving the line, John. We play a game here called Moving the Line. Yep. And you can explain it again to everybody? I'm going to explain know. it every goddamn week, so shut the fuck up. All right. So it is... Uh, so. John, uh, he loves his sports gambling, and sometimes when you're on the schneid, like a certain gentleman who is speaking right now, I'm on the schneid in a big way. 
So sometimes if you're not having a good time with the lines, before you look at the lines, try to make your own lines, right? Mm -hmm. Think of what they'd be in your head. So when you see the actual lines, you kind of know where you stand. So we do that. John picks three games for me, and I get to wager my own money against John, who is my bookie. And I'm on the Schneider big way. I've lost four in a row, and I'm down five bucks right now. Yeah, you're down five bucks. Um, cold streak. Let's see if the cold streak continues this week with this Ginger Lou guy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go. We're going to start it off with the Titans playing the Bears. It's in Chicago, and the Titans are favored by four points. Titans favored by four points at the Bears. Bears are terrible. Titans seem to have a little bit of life. Even though they did lose last week. Uh, yeah, four points too much for me, I think. Uh, we get the Falcons playing the Cardinals. It's in Atlanta. Atlanta's coming off a bye, and they're favored by three. Okay, so now this is something uh, I need to uh, address because I took the Cardinals last week, and uh, I lost. Uh, they look like total garbage in that game, and it's potentially... It's potentially possible that I almost killed Bruce Arians by putting my stink on the Cardinals because he had like a massive heart attack after the game. He ended up in the hospital for days. He almost yeah, died. Is he okay though now, right? I think is he's he okay. Be, is he going to be in the sidelines for this I game? I don't think he's going to be coaching this game. I'm not sure about that, but my stink is so awful that I almost killed Bruce oh, Arians bad. with it. Uh, but I think that game, I think this team is in disarray. Carson Palmer looks horrific. He doesn't look like he's uh, suitable to be an NFL yeah, well, quarterback they played, right They now. played Minnesota this week, and if Minnesota wins a game, they either get a defensive touchdown or they get a special teams touchdown. It, that seems to be the trend with yeah, this team. Yeah, they got a pick six. That was a horrible play by the Cardinals, but I'm liking that. Patterson's liking return was nice. Yeah. That was a nice return. I'm liking the Falcons at home there. The Cardinals are terrible okay. on the road, and uh, I think the Falcons could do well at home. We got the last one. We got the Ravens playing the Bungles. And the Ravens are at home, and they're favored by four points. I feel like that's too many points. Uh, I feel like that's more of a three-point favorite. The Ravens' offense is not – but their defense is playing decent. A.J. Green's out, too. Yeah, A.J. Green is out. Who else? And uh, Giovanni Bernard is dead, yep, too. Giovanni's out. I don't know what to do with that game, uh, frankly. I think that's a stay away. I kind of like the Falcons there. Falcons at home, minus three. So I th but I got to get off the Schneid, so I'm going to start small. So give me the Falcons at home, minus three for five bucks. Five bucks. He's yeah. going to try and get back to even. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the lines, the real lines. The, uh, the Titans are actually favored by five and a half points over the Bears. Oh, boy. Yep. I think that's too many points. Um, the Ravens are actually favored by five and a half points over the Bengals. Okay. So... But the Falcons are actually favored by four and a half points. Okay, so you're, so ga you're gaining a point and a half. Gaining, thank God. So going by the <laughs> trends that have happened during Lou's cold streak, Lou has cost himself points, and when he wins, he's gaining points. So, you know, hopefully for Lou, this is a good sign. Yeah. So I'm going to take uh, take the Falcons there. So I had a I had like a r long streak there where I was getting was gaining points, yeah. and I won. And you won. I won a lot. Uh, but I lost points last week, and it didn't matter. But, uh, yeah, give me the Falcons. So we're going to go on to uh, Johnny's picks. What do you yeah, got? So this last week I was 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I was so close. Uh, you and, and I one. are kind of struggling, both yeah, gambling. Yeah, in, in a cold streak right now. Now, I guess a lot of people would be happy for, like, a 500 cold streak, but obviously I'm not. Um, I want to try and jump back out this week and, and you know, get it going again. So we're going to come up with the picks this week. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs this week, um, getting three and a half points with the Broncos. Uh, I think that game hopefully is going to be a field goal game either way. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the uh, Dolphins 49ers game, over 45 points. So that's in Miami, 45 points. God, who's, 
All right. The only reason why I'm going to go with that is because, you know, the 49ers defense looks really bad. And I'm also hoping that Tannehill has a big game this week. Dolphins don't score a lot of points. They don't score a lot of points. They don't. But I'm going to go with the over on this one. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks. uh, Minus six points to the play in the Bucs. The Bucs are... Played good football the last couple weeks, and but uh, the Seahawks are just playing amazing football right now. So even on the road, I'm going to take them. Mm, yeah, that's a lot of points on the road, but I, I think that the Seahawks are a terrible matchup for Tampa. I'm going to go with a little teaser on the opening Thanksgiving game. I'm okay, take the uh, the Vikings and the under. So I'll have the you'll have the Vikings getting eight and a half points and under 47 and a half playing Detroit. Okay, got it. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus seven playing the Skins at home. Um, Cowboys at home minus seven versus the skins, skins. look okay. really good against Green Bay, but Green Bay is not a measuring stick. You know, no. they're, they're a bad football. Not team right, right now, now, they're not, anyways. Um, I'm going to take the Bears playing Tennessee. They're at home. They're getting five and a half points to Tennessee, and I'm going to go with the Bears. So you're not you're not super sold on Tennessee, right? No, not so much. Um, I, the Bears are obviously on a good football team, but them being home, um, you know, what? I think. Let me double check this because this is one I was flip flopping back and forth with. Um, I think the Bears are home, but if they're not, I'm going to stay away from it. So, why don't you take a look at that, Lou? I'm doing the last couple picks. The Bears are at home. The Bears are at home. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Bears with the five and a half points. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. They're minus seven playing the Jaguars. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills this week, minus seven. Do you really think the Bills should be favored by seven points over anybody? Uh, so three weeks ago, the Bills were favored by seven points. I think they were playing Cleveland, and they blew them out. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes when they're at home, Art. I do. Got it, got it, got it. Um, Jacksonville, uh, I don't know, they got two wins? Two, two wins in the season? Okay. What are your um, picks? I'm going to go with, I'm going to take Carolina this week. I'm going to take oh your Panthers. Oh, my God. They're, they're playing the Raiders, but I think the, what? Raiders, I think the Raiders are going to win this game. You love the Raiders, I and you love, hate the I Panthers. I do love the Raiders. And the Raiders have, you know, been one of those teams where we talk about that. Sometimes certain teams just do great for you. Like you talk about the Giants, they're killing you this year. Yeah. Um, Raiders are one of those teams that are just doing great for me this year. Whether I bet against them, bet on them with the spread, they're doing great. So you're I'm betting take, against them? I, yep. I'm going to take Carolina getting nine and a half points against the Raiders and over 43 and a half on that game. It's at Oakland. There's a lot of points scored in yes. Oakland. So over 43 and a half points and Carolina getting nine and a half So points. you realize you're going to be rooting hard for Cam Newton this week. I'm not really going to be rooting for shit. Um, <laughs> I, I hope they lose and they don't lose by that much. All right. Uh, the last one, this one I really love. Um, this one is one that I'm going to say it's like 10 to 1. Um, you, you say you're betting 100 bucks on each game. This one is going to be like $1,000. So I like it. It's a three-team tease. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots playing the Jets. Okay. So the Patriots will be one-point um, underdogs. I'm going to take the Steelers, which will also be one-point underdogs, okay. playing the Colts. And I'm going to take the Cowboys, and the Cowboys will be um, three-point underdogs. In this okay. Game. So this is a 10-to-1 bet. I really love this tease. I love it. Um, I think that that's the pick. That, so so that what are the, right what is, you had Cowboys? Who Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots. All his dogs? All his dogs, okay. yes. All his dogs this week. And you got to win them all three, and it's 10 to 1. You do, yep. All right. Well, Johnny Morgan pulling that's some creative betting this, out there. Yeah, this is the one that I'm going to That's the one I'm going to go with. You're going to lay actual lumber on that one probably, right? I am, yes. Yeah. Have you already? Um, yes, I already did. Well, there you go. I wanted to do it before the Steelers line moved, yeah. just in case it went up more. So and that's that. All right. Well, I hope we don't take another digger on the uh, on the Steelers because we, we haven't, I haven't had much luck personally betting uh, on or for 
Yeah, I hope not. The Steelers. I mean, I, can you give the Colts much of a chance to win this game in Indy? I mean, if Luck was playing, I think it would be a really high-scoring game, um, a really high-scoring, relatively close game, I think it would be. I, I just just Pittsburgh has this knack for just completely see, playing like garbage. I could see like sixty five total points if Andrew Luck was playing in this game, but I think I think the Steelers rip them apart this week. There we go. That's Johnny's picks. We're gonna crush him this week. We're gonna crush some turkey. Six, seven bottles of wine, maybe a steak. I don't think either one of us are going to crush any turkey, though. I think it's going to be steak day for us. Maybe I'll have a turkey. Who knows? But uh, That's it for us this week. We want you guys to have a happy Thanksgiving. If you've got any hate mail, please send it to Producer Dan and not John and I. Uh, Label it Retard Dan. Yeah. uh, Well, there's another hate mail right there. So they send that one to John Morgan. He'll love it. (laughs) But uh, thanks very much for listening. we got gambling, fantasy, news, and most importantly, our beloved Patriots are going to murder the Jets this weekend. I'm Lou Saban. John Morgan. See you later, guys.